Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Two stories out of Cleveland involving Watson. Number one, he will start the preseason game on Friday. The line has adjusted significantly. They're now favored Cleveland on the road against Jacksonville. Number two in that story, Goodell, the commissioner, comes out with some strong words about Watson. A.J. has a take on that one. And then back to the NBA, we got K.D. Word is... He wouldn't mind playing in Boston. That's coming out of Brooklyn now. He wouldn't mind playing in Boston. The odds of Durant being traded before the regular season are now 36%. So he's a favorite to stay in Brooklyn. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. You heard it, I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 226 FSR stations across this great, great nation. All right, a lot of stuff going on here. AJ's kind of mad at Goodell. This is going to be interesting. Sports (laughs) bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He is the fan that beats the man, AJ Hoffman. 
Thanks, RJ. Great to be here today. The Browns will play Deshaun in the preseason. Reports say Kevin Durant has named the Celtics as his preferred landing spot. And Wake Forest Heisman hopeful quarterback Sam Hartman out indefinitely with a non-football ailment. What is the Vegas lead today? A non-football ailment? What is that? I, he's he, he's opened up before about mental health. My guess but it, but is, is a mental just a projection health, is it's that. But is a mental health uh, situation an ailment? It's a non-football related ailment. I think that's because the, they don't want to say injury. Yeah. Because it's, it's not an injury, but it's something that's bothering him. That's interesting. Huh. Okay. Ailment. I, that feels physical to me. I don't know. Okay. It I, could be. I, I just felt like they would have just said injury if it were physical. So this, this was exact words that, that came out of the program. Yeah. Non-football related ailment. All right. I wonder if the lawyers got involved in that one. Let's <laughs> let's start with it's obviously the biggest story of the offseason, Deshaun. And let's start with the football side of it, and then we'll get to the Goodell stuff. So um, they play Friday against Jacksonville. Yeah, and Cleveland has now announced Deshaun Watson will be at quarterback in the preseason opener at Jacksonville. Vegas has upgraded them, uh, taking them from a slight dog to a slight favorite over the Jags. Now, here's the question. Does this tell us that Cleveland believes that Deshaun's going to be with him in week one? We talked about the, like these teams who there's limited amounts of reps for QB1s. We talked about it when they no, said that. What do you that, mean? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, we've talked about how some teams have chosen not to play their QB1s. How does that apply here? No, I, I just mean in the preseason, there's only so many reps that the QB1 gets to take. Yeah. And we talked about that with Carolina. Like, why, why it didn't make sense for, for Sam Darnold to be taking up QB1 reps. It doesn't make sense to me for Deshaun Watson to be taking QB1 reps if they don't have some expectation he's going to play week one. So we let all that for you to say yes to my question. Sometimes when I just say yes, you, you're like, no, hey, no, but you, what, uh, what you want to do probably <laughs> is you want to say yes, then explain it because gotcha. it, it's harder when we don't know. I have no idea what you're going to say. And then you go like take a ride around the block. Did your parents ever say, go, let's ride around and look at the Christmas lights? Yes, that I don't understand that. You know, I'm 50 years old. I can't imagine saying that. But at the time, <laughs> and my parents were younger than I am now. Uh, I mean, the idea or let me think they were young. Yeah. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like 35 year olds are like saying when you're eight or whatever, you're saying, hey, let's just ride around a little bit. We just went to the mall. It took 20 minutes to get out there, 20 minutes to get back. We were at the mall for three hours. You know, instead of going home and watching some TV and eating some ice cream, let's just ride around and look at the lights. <laughs> I, have you ever done that as the as the dad? Uh, I've been I've been taken along on that by uh, well, the mom. Except you were driving, so that means you weren't taking anywhere. No, I don't drive. Uh, oh, is that right? My wife drives. Yeah, uh, that's she's not, a driver. That's not old school Italian, I'll tell you that much. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Is if you know where you're going, even if you don't want to go on the ride, you kind of know, hey, we're looping around this block a couple of times, then I'm going home, right? You've got to tell us where we're going. Then I'll work on that. You know, then the story's less, you know, anxiety filled. But you agree. That I tend to agree. Now there is another way to look at it. Mackenzie, look up Tom Brady the deflate gate year. So the year he was out the first four games and Jimmy G played. If I remember correctly, he played a ton in the preseason. I'm just going by recollection because the theory there, they knew he was going to miss the first four. They figure he better get some reps because soon enough he's going to be into a week of practice and all we're going to have is the normal week, right? Because he wasn't able to practice those four weeks. So, like, come that Monday morning, he was back 
activated, right? The fourth Monday or the fifth Monday, I guess. You, you follow me, AJ? So yes. if they believe Watson's missing the first, you know, 10 games, 12 games of the season, they figure he better get to work now. But now that's a longer period than the four weeks. So I don't know. My gut feeling is you're right. But I'd like to see other times when we, there were healthy players at quarterback who we knew were going to miss. And that was just cause of suspension, right? That's all it could be, really. And how did the coaches handle it? But this does feel like, to me, it's a sign of Watson being expected. Because let's not forget, the backup in this case wasn't with the team last year. And your point about limited snaps means you got to give them to the guy that got to get used to this offense that's going to play the first part of the year. Right. I did also read today, though, that it seems unlikely that the NFLPA believes that they can can have Watson play under appeal, at least of the first six games. So you could see because that's that suspension was not being appealed by Deshaun. So you could see Deshaun have to sit the first six games. And maybe if he's suspended for a year, if he appeals, he could start playing in week seven. Yeah. Florio said that. I don't, you know, listen, Florio is an attorney. So, you know, but the thing about people, uh, first of all, he's not an attorney. He has a law degree. And I know, Mike, I did, you know, he, we were actually born in the same hospital, if you can believe it. Um, but uh, he's, you know, from West Virginia, but he, he came over to Ohio, I guess, to be born. But the, Nobody um, wants to be born in West Virginia. I think know, that's uh, <laughs> my sister was. She hates it. It's on her It's on her passport. It just says West Virginia. She doesn't, I can't oh. lie, she doesn't like it. It might be that we ridicule her for it nonstop. But, yeah, it, that could be part of it. But the fact is that I respect Florio has a depth of knowledge in law, but he's not a practicing attorney. But he's probably going to be better than a vast majority, if not all the media guys, when it comes to assessing these things. But it doesn't feel right to me because and maybe it, it, the law isn't always right. But if you say six games, I, a, a judge says, and then the other party says, no, that's not good enough. It seems like it opens the door to go both directions. Right. When you sue someone, you can be countersued. And that kind of decreases the chance of people suing because they think if they're if they got exposure you know, in the 1960 election, you were, you were just a young child, if I remember, AJ. But I was ne- negative 20 years old. Uh, oh, I remember okay. it like it was yesterday. All right. Well, if you have read anything <laughs> on the Kennedys, what happened was Illinois was the state to put Kennedy over. It was a very, let's say, questionable count. Right. The dailies and in, in Mackenzie's from Chicago. The dailies have a had a machine and have a machine there that they have a lot of power politically in Illinois and especially Chicago. Now, Mackenzie, when you were growing up in Chicago, was that like a known thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, something's wrong with his mic. We'll have to check that. Um, But he said yes. And what ended up happening was they said to Nixon, you should appeal Illinois. And he said, yeah, but what about this state? They can appeal there, which was kind of code for, hey, we did the same shenanigans in this state. So if we start shining a light too bright on Illinois, they're going to shine a light on whatever state it was. I can't remember. I think it's a situation in general where if you're saying the NFL, we're not thinking this is good enough. That seems to give Houston a right to say, well, we thought six was too many. They were on record as saying they thought zero was fair, right? Well, that's easy to say. It feels like it's got to open that up. So, again, I don't know how deep Florio went into it. Let's trust his opinion on this, but it doesn't feel right to me. Does that feel right to you, AJ? Because then it's just there's only upside if you complain. If you appeal, you only get upside. That means you appeal every time. 
Yeah, that does seem wrong because it do, it does feel like the appeal process is is only for one side's use, which doesn't make much sense to me. Like this guy, the the technically the person you're appealing to should be able to say, okay, this is what the first decision was. I can make my decision how I want because I'm the appellate. But it it feels wrong to just assume that those six games are locked in for good. You're right. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's tactically just a fact or if it's what he thinks will happen. We'll have to dig into that, but. If that's the case, then it would be more like the Brady situation. And why don't you have McKenzie pop up the Brady info on the screen and you can read it? I've got it. I yeah, got Tom it. Brady played in weeks three and four of the preseason in 2016 post-deflate gate, 38 total dropbacks. Now, that's a lot. That's, a, that's more than a – you know, that's two games. It's more than a full game, right? 38 dropbacks. So – and it's interesting it was three and four because usually four – as we talked about recently, is it used to be the least like the regular season. It was only guys on the cut line pretty much played because it's a last chance to shine for those guys, right? It's almost like a showcase saying, let's look at the guys we're making a decision on. Brady wasn't – there wasn't a decision being made. Right. So clearly Belichick felt like the closer we can get Brady's prep to when he's going to play again – and game four was four weeks, right, before. Game one would have been eight weeks before he could play. It kind of makes sense to play him late. And, again, Belichick usually does the right thing. So Agreed. under that I mean, I'm not one to argue with Belichick. Yeah, so that theory would be that um, you would want Watson playing game three here more than game one. So if he does play game one like he's supposed to, it feels like he's going to play game two and three if they're also using this as the theory. But all of a sudden now, Brissett doesn't get as many snaps, and he's got to play game one through six if it is the assumptions of six games. Right, and if you feel like the assumption is if the Browns feel like it's not likely to go up to a full season, which I, I don't know if they feel that way or not. Uh, see, but I, it, we're getting it, into a lot of if-thens now, but go ahead. We're, okay. assuming, uh, we're uh, assuming what, though? What's the assumption? If the assumption is that he misses 10 games now instead of six, like right, if they go don't ahead. go the go full ahead. season, uh-huh. it's important to get Deshaun some reps, I would think, to them because Deshaun didn't play at all last season. So to have some of that rust knocked off, it seems like would be important but, to them. But if it was 14 games, would that apply? If it was yeah, 12 games, point. if it was You're 11, right. yeah. it's like, I don't understand. Like, is the answer that he's he didn't play last year in all cases, right? That's that's past. So now the question is, unless he's going to be out for this full season, which even then, if they knew for a fact he was going to be out this full season, wouldn't they want to get him? Because it would apply too. Do you really want it to be three, or, you know, two full missed seasons? That's a good point, right? So I mean, that's kind of why I say the hypothetical. It seems like you're defining this this possibility. I don't see where's a distinction from every other possibility, right? You would rather Watson get a lot of snaps. He's rusty. I think the way they go about that, balancing it with Brissett and his need because he's going to be the starter is where it gets interesting. Yeah, I, and I understand what you're saying. I probably I, I probably shouldn't take take into account what I think the Browns think is going to happen on this thing anyway. Because let's be honest, but most people who are making decisions at the highest level, I hope they're better than radio guys on these decisions when they've spent their whole life in football, and right. I, and, and that includes me, right? I, I don't tend to talk about play calls, right? I don't t- I tend to talk about things I understand. I think one of the faults of most shows, to be honest, is they talk about a bunch of stuff they have no idea. You know, I was thinking about it. Pick your radio guy. I mean, like a really knowledgeable one. And imagine him and Belichick are going to have a uh, pickup football game. It's like a, it's like a prison, <laughs> right? And, 
Burt Reynolds was in one of those, right, back in the day. and then, The Longest Yard. Yeah, that's it. Adam, Adam Sandler did the remake, yeah. Okay, so imagine it's an Adam Sandler, Burt Reynolds production. Belichick's on one <laughs> side and radio host XYZ's on the other. Who are you betting? I'm going to go with Belichick over, no, say, you, a Paul Feinbaum. Well, you can say Colin Cowherd. You can say Stephen A. Smith. You can say R.J. Bell. I don't care who it is. All right, I'll, better, take, I'll take Belichick over you, RJ. I, I th- and you know what? I would, too. I'd be throw, I wouldn't throw the game. I would just make sure I was batting <laughs> the other side. Because I'm telling you, it, it, the, the premise of most radio shows is they know more than the coach. That means you've messed up before you even started. Because the worst coach, if you've ever heard, I mean, you've probably been around this. Like coaches, like a guy, you know who's a good example is uh, Rex Ryan's brother with the hair, the, the, all the uh, gray hair. What's his name? You remember? Oh, what is his name? Yeah, we'll call him Mr. The Ryan. The guy coach for the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Ryan. He, he was on the herd a couple times, and he sounded like he was Rob. the smartest. Fo- Say it again? Rob Ryan. There you go. Rob Ryan. Thank God we got Sorry. that. Sorry. Rob Ryan. is With Rob Ryan, he sounded like the smartest football guy that's ever been on the herd. And you know what? He's kind of a failed coach. And you know what? He is more knowledgeable than 99% of the people that go on the herd or any radio show, right? And he's more knowledgeable than me by far about football. Now, I'm not trying to be necessarily knowledgeable as a coach. I'm trying to be a batter, right, which is a different approach. But the guys on the shows that talk like they're coaches and they're talking about play calls, I I don't understand how anyone takes it seriously. Because the assumption is you only can critique someone that's, that you're better than. How can you critique someone that you, that's better than you? You don't know what he's trying to do. But we, right. we critique players all the time. Except, well, let's think about this. We critique if there's an objective failure, if you drop a pass, right? But we're not critique. I, I guess maybe you could say, yeah, but we don't understand that the sun's in his eyes or something. Eh, I hear you. But, man, and, and it, if anything, it makes my point more. Right. Which is we shouldn't as radio people, at least I don't feel qualified to critique much. But if you really think about it, when do I critique players even like I'll critique stats. But I yeah, I'm not saying you in particular. I'm just saying yeah. sports radio like I do it all the time. I'll say oh, this. I, well, or, listen, you, you critique Sam Darnold. Yeah, no, no, no. I say Sam Darnold statistically is so bad <laughs> that he's the worst out of like 93 quarterbacks. I, I can't, I never talk about the throws he makes. Say, you know, when he throws that long out, he's a half second late. I don't say anything like that, do I? You're right. I, I, you're right. I look at the results, baby. If you And that's why when someone, <laughs> that's why when Drew Brees, all people did his last two years was talk about his noodle arm, right? And I used to make fun, Matt, Matty Holt, who's a longtime friend of the show, he's been on a bunch, is he used to talk about his noodle arm and I'm like, what do you know about noodle war? I mean, like, say he played high school, you know, maybe junior varsity. It's like the guy has like the fourth best QBR in the league, but he can't throw the long out. It's like, I don't even know what they're talking about. I mean, I know what a nine route is or what. I just don't know how they think they know. They're not even watching the all 22. Most of them. Right. They're watching the TV feed. Right. So, AJ, I know, you know, you're guilty of this and you're trying to defend it. I think you should swear it off. Okay, I'll do my best to swear it off. I'll try and stop critiquing players as well. Well, no, I, I think you should do what feels right. It, it right? feels right to me to just say what I feel like. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the, the Wild West as far maybe, as I'm concerned. Maybe in a weird way, that's why I enjoy it so much is I get to seem so smart. 
Yeah, like, you stay out of the you stay out of the muck, and exactly. I, you know, I say crazy things. You say, oh, why would you do that? You know, exactly. Like, yeah, good ploy. Exactly. You know something? It's it's symbiotic. When we come back, we are going to shift. Let me think about it. No, we're going to shift to Goodell. And you've got to take, and listen, I like when you got takes on Goodell. You don't like power, and you thought he stepped way over the line. Is that fair to say? I, I think is that, that fair did, to say? Said, is that fair to yes. say yes or no? Yes. Stay tuned. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash crshow. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash crshow. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. 
And I'm AJ Hoffman. Okay, so how's Mackenzie's mic doing, AJ? It's a, it's a no-go for the rest of the show. Wait a minute. How are we going to proceed? It'll have to just be the two of us. I mean, I'm serious. How will we do it without Mackenzie? I don't even... I mean, you think we can ask LA to just have, like, Dan Byer or someone jump in? <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. We don't you know, have any I, 49ers talk uh, scheduled for today. I, 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 you know something? I got a feeling we can make it, though. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm being too optimistic. What do you think? You know what I just thought of? You said yesterday, you said, I think tomorrow we'll do the next, uh, the next installment of McKenzie's confidence up, up, uh, index with yeah. Trey Lance. And he maybe have sabotaged his mic. So here's what we want to do. I want McKenzie, when I do the weather, to stand behind you. And then I'm going to ask him a question <laughs> or two. And then he got to just kind of shout it loud into your mic, okay? But from a distance, all right? So get him positioned. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. In the last two years plus, the show's more than doubled. That's because of your support. Not because of McKenzie. I can tell you that much. And it won't be today either. But, you know, it's you. Keep spreading the word. We'll keep producing shows worthy of you to spread the word. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 92 degrees. The neon is pumping. Okay, we ready, uh, AJ? Yeah, we're ready. Okay. So what time did McKenzie get into the office today? 9.30. Okay. In between 9.30 and a 3 o'clock start, so that's five and a half hours, right? Pacific's when the show starts, is ask him... Did he think maybe he should check his mic because, hey, that mic had a trouble a couple days ago? Yes. I thought the time we checked and it worked, it was good. Not sure why the problem reemerged. So once it's fixed once, you figure it's not a source of potential trouble. It's going to be good from here to the end of eternity. And it really raises – it really <laughs> – we don't need his answer. It really raises the question – Shouldn't you be checking the mics every day? Like once a day, maybe just say, hey, flip on the mics. Let's hear them. Let's make sure everything sounds right. I think that's a good call. Yeah. I know people would start the car up the night before because they got an early meeting just to make sure the car's running. I don't, I don't think McKenzie does that, does he? He doesn't strike me as a guy who would start the car at night to make sure he's getting ready to go early, early a.m. No. No, because he's probably driving back from the bar. <laughs> at night figuring he knows the car started because it started up at the bar at 2.30. <laughs> All right, well, here's the thing. Mackenzie didn't check the mic. Mackenzie doesn't get to talk on the mic. I think that might be incentive in the future, just if I know him. What do you think, AJ? I think that you're absolutely right there. All right, we are straight out of Vegas. Sons, S-A-N-S, Sons Mackenzie. It's relaxing me already. <laughs> Goodell had a... Uh, strong repudiation I think it's fair to say of Deshaun Watson first off AJ what was the meat the meat the content that Goodell shared with us his thoughts on the case Roger Goodell said, we've seen the evidence. Uh, disciplinary officer Sue Robinson was very clear about the evidence. Should we enforce the evidence? That there were multiple violations here. They were egregious, and it was predatory behavior. And he stands by. It warrants at least a full-season ban. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you one area that I think Goodell is being disingenuous, that he's saying something he knows isn't true or he knows is contradictory. That's my opinion. And then AJ is going to talk about Goodell, but then I'm going to say something very nice about Goodell and the NFL. I've been pretty critical with them through this process. 
some people, when they get on one side of a story, they stay on that side regardless. To me, it's all about the facts as they unveil. And in this case, I can see one of the angles of the NFL that I hadn't seen before that I like. First, though, an area I don't like, it's hard to get up there because the main concern with this appeal from the NFL's perspective is they have a lady judge who's well-credentialed, qualified to be an arbiter in this case. And they literally said, we don't like the decision so much, we're going to set it aside. It's almost as if it didn't exist. It's like, you did it. It's like if you have a little kid try to paint a picture that you need for something, you know a kid probably isn't going to paint it right, but you let the kid take a shot at it. Oh, you know, Johnny, this is close, but uh, daddy's going to have to do this one. It's almost like they did that to the lady judge. Hey, you go ahead, give it a try, Missy. And if we like it, we'll agree. But if you don't, we're going to say, nah, no thanks. And that's it, part of why we thought this wouldn't, the, the Roger Goodell wouldn't appeal because it would look bad. That's the way it would come off. Exactly. And you know what? It didn't matter because he didn't get what he wanted, so he wasn't going to stand for it. So how is he mitigating this public perception? By talking about the areas of her decision that he likes and sanctifying them by saying, look, let's shine a light and put the orchestra on ah, and say, she found him, you know, Judge Sue Robinson found out and came to conclude egregious, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Sounds really knowledgeable. Include overall. Well, that doesn't know that matters. You can't do that. You can't talk about how brilliant and how much you or like like her word is law, except in the area that the, her word meant the most, right? The way she phrased, he's going to sanctify, but the, what she actually decided doesn't get sanctified. In fact, it right. gets rejected, thrown yeah. to the dustbin. B.S. Roger Goodell. <laughs> okay, your turn, AJ. Try to say something as good as that. Go ahead. Okay, what I'm going to say is Roger Goodell using the word predatory. It, it's a, there's no win situation for now with he and Deshaun Watson. There's no way to come back from that word. It feels like such an ugly word when it comes to sexual, you know, intent. That the best case scenario is what that Deshaun Watson reaches his full potential again and becomes one of the faces of the leagues after you've basically called him a predator, or. He never comes back, and now you're down one star in the league. A guy that could have been a real star in the league is never, never well, well, becomes well, 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 that. I like everything you're saying except the end. How would him being called a predator uh, increase the chance of him never coming? Never. It wouldn't. What I'm so, saying is that's but the But what other, I'm saying the, is if, then, then, then it's a non-factor. Then the time that what he's saying, if if anything, if Goodell knew that somehow Deshaun was going to blow out his knee and never be able to play again. There wouldn't be any stakes in demonizing him. It would only make sense to demonize him because he's no longer with the league effectively. The time when it's a risk is if he does play to the level he played his last full season, which was top five in the league quarterback, if not higher, then all of a sudden you've just called a predator someone. You know, this harkens back. I talked about the 60 election. Let's go to the 1980 election. George H.W. Bush was running against Reagan, and he coined the famous phrase voodoo economics. He, that's what he called Reagan's economic plan. Well, when they were then vice president and president, or at least a candidate, that came up again and again. Wait a minute. You called this voodoo economics, Bush. Why are you now his vice? <laughs> well, it's the same thing. If you say something because you're battling at one point, but later it's going to come back to bite you, 
Goodell doesn't seem to be thinking too much about the likelihood that, that Watson is going to be a key face of the league based upon the quality of his play. He doesn't, but nothing about the quality of his play says that that's the likely outcome. No, I'm saying the likely outcome is that he will be the face of the league, and that's, it's a concern. Yes. You're absolutely yeah. right. But if, he, if somehow he, he fails, it won't be because of what Goodell says. No, but if he fails, he's down a superstar. There's yeah. one less superstar he, he in the NFL than there would have been. He would have been down a superstar anyway, though. AJ, you've got to be able to see this. Is what he said affects one scenario but not the other. Yes, yes. That's, that's what, th- th- we can blame him for that. We can't blame him for the other one. So What I'm saying is what outcome is positive now that Roger Goodell has said this? Well, yeah, you know, this is just a a, I can't explain it again is you're right, but it doesn't have anything to do with what he just said. Right. Okay. that's why bring it up now. Right. It's also would be a bad thing if um, Chubb blows out his knee, but it's not related to what Goodell said. If you're a Browns fan, right, it's a bad thing. So it's not related. So now what you could make the case is if you have Watson, if we assume he's a troubled person. Because if you call him a predator, I mean, that's always the catch-22 with crime, is we feel bad for the victim, and rightfully so. But if you feel, if you have any sympathy for the perpetrator, it's like you're soft. And I think sometimes there are people who are soft on crime. But at some point, unless we put him to death, I think, hey, if something rises to the death penalty, we don't have to worry about him anymore, right? But if they're going to come back to society, we got to figure out, like, it doesn't feel like the penal system uh, re- rehabilitates people too well. And it feels like the, the biggest fear of parents is if they got a kid who's kind of running the streets a little bit, yeah, it might be he gets shot, it might be he does a murder and he has to go to jail for the rest of his life. But a real fear is he goes and does two years because he does some carjack, you know, some car theft or something, which should go to jail. I'm not saying it shouldn't. But then they become career criminals because of what they see in jail. I mean, jail just... Prison hardens him. Yes, yes. And then if you're... I mean, let's be honest. The thing that scared me the most... I mean, I've never even had a misdemeanor, knock on wood. But I would be scared witless if I was going to jail. Kind of like on... um, Remember on Succession, right? Tom was getting ready to go. Is I would be much more scared than Tom was. I mean, in fact, I'd be probably in some (laughs) country without extradition. But I'll tell you this is the thing that scared me to no end was on Sons of Anarchy. They were a biker gang that fought, like, nonstop. Like, 12 of them got put into one prison, and they were scrambling to get help. And it's like, wait a minute, 12 of these bikers are scrambling to get help? <laughs> you remember that, that episode? I do. Oh, yeah. my God, that scared me to death. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Whenever you have an owner and he isn't involved in the day-to-day of any business, and football is like that, you know, everyone but Jerry Jones maybe, um, you know, the day-to-day part. If you give someone authority to be the boss, the GM, the head coach, they're naturally going to run into conflict with the players. If, if, if the question is, how do you become the most loved boss? The answer is simple. Don't, don't really enforce any rules, right? And the players are going to love it. But if enforcing rules makes the players not like you, and that seems to be, at least from a distance, with Kyrie, oh, he's telling me no, I don't like him, the owner has to back the, the person he gave the right to. Because if he doesn't, the next person that's GM is going to understand, I can't really ever be in conflict with the players because he's going to sell me out, the owner. 
how does that guy then police things? So no, makes, you're right. It, he just he just proves that he at least confirms to the players that the that, that they'll get whatever they want in the end. Yeah, or a minimum, if someone punishes them, they are going to be punished. Right. The person doing the punishing. So what's the incentive to punish? Right. So this seems like it makes sense. If Kyrie, I mean, I don't think many coaches are liked if they if they do anything hard at all. If the player isn't the type of player that really wants to be coached, Jordan wanted to be coached. Some guys do. Kyrie doesn't strike me as he doesn't want to be coached. Well, so. I mean, the, the quotes that they had of saying, oh, we don't really need a head coach. We don't have a head coach. Sometimes I'm the head coach. Sometimes KD's the head coach. That, I think that says a lot about what Kyrie thinks about coaching. Yeah, I think Kyrie has a ton of talent. I think Kyrie's gotten a bad rap in some ways. He, it, the games he's coaching are the games I want to bet against him. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, let me ask you this, AJ. Do you have a best bet for us in college? I can have one, yes, sir. No, well, we well yesterday on the pod we said you're going to have one today or tomorrow is it really putting you out by having one today because you just said it's i will sad. have one like, i will I can, have one tomorrow I can, I can have one maybe <laughs> i will have i'll have one tomorrow so just not prepared yet just not prepared no that can't you're still not prepared for college football <laughs> i am prepared for college football but not prepared to present today all right so when we come back i'm gonna say my thing about goodell that was good all right the good part and it is good then I'm going to give a best bet. Stay tuned. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? 
backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's think back to, like, countries like Iran, like communist Russia. And in general, we don't like those countries, right? The Iron Sheik, you had a run-in with the Iron Sheik, A.J. <laughs> I did. You were, fi- you were drinking with him. Apparently, Iran was all right with you. Did you feel weird about that? Uh, I didn't think about it at the time, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's easy enough. Huh? Um, when the I'm like these live golfers. If it's if it's you know for my amusement or I can get something out of it, I'm all right with it. Well, but we're but the country is actually partners with Saudi Arabia, right? Obviously, we don't like everything they do, but Biden flew over there recently, didn't he? But yeah. Iran, we're almost at war with. But you and the Iron Sheik are buddies. Hey, listen, I'm not judging <laughs> it. I'm, I don't know all the particulars, but he, but here's what I know is in general, those countries do very well with crime. If you steal something, they cut your hand off, right? That was Iran for a long time. And you know what? It stops people from stealing stuff. It's very easy to be draconian, to be so harsh in response to crimes that crime disappears. But now the question is, is that okay? Is that a good trade-off? We could stop anything, right? Drug use, yeah. You die the first time you get caught doing drugs. You die. Not many people are going to be doing drugs. You know, the ones that are are going to be gone soon enough. Right? So I don't think all we can do. Now, what I know at the same time is when I see permissiveness, when I see like Chicago with the murder rate, I'm thinking, who in the heck is living there and okay with that? You know, and number two, how could you stop? You got to do whatever to stop it. You got to get the military in there. You get the military in, National Guard. You got to do something. And I don't know the Chicago situation, but if, what I'm saying, fully. But if I'm saying if things get bad enough, you got to get hardcore. So that seems to be like, wow, if you're too hardcore, you're Iran. If you're not hardcore enough, you're Chicago. Yeah, that's why it's complicated. I agree. So in general, when I hear people say things like, oh, he's a predator. He should be out you know, forever. He should be banned from the league. It's like, yeah, you would you would have a better class of um, player if for any infraction you ban people forever. But the whole premise in this country is you make a mistake, you pay the price and you move on. Now, we can debate what the mistake is, you know, how severe it is and what the price should be. But after that, you should be not treated fine. Right. AJ, if you how many people did you hire as the PM? Uh, or, or the program director, the PD at that Houston ESPN? Uh, five or six over the okay. course of my time there. Did you hire anyone who had done time for a crime? 
Not that I know of, no. Well, I mean, you did ask for that on the the application. Yeah. Yes. So nobody who did time, like did any kind of real time. I'm I'm sure that there were guys who well, doing I, there was time actually one guy I know. Yeah, doing time isn't being in the drunk tank. Right. So okay, no, then, yeah, no, nobody nobody had committed a, a crime that sent them to prison. Okay. Now if you if there was an applicant that that was the case, would you exclude him automatically? I would not. Okay. So is that because you don't think that's the right thing to say? You would legitimately hire someone that had done time for, let's say, drug trafficking. And because we know your position on drugs is pretty draconian. <laughs> is like you don't want to think you would. But do you think you? because I got to be honest, I've hired probably 100 people in my life. I'm not so sh- I don't think I've hired anyone that, that had a uh, you know prison time. And I'm saying early, only reason I'm acting like I don't know, because I don't know, is early on we didn't have such a formal process of even having an application. Right. But, you know, after that, yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I, the fair way, the, the fairest way I can say it is if, it, if there were a tiebreaker and one guy had served time and the other hadn't, I would tend to hire the guy who hadn't. But yeah. I wouldn't cross somebody off the list because they had done time. But here's the catch-22. You don't know how much you're calling a tiebreaker is like something that can't be overcome, right? Cause you're there right. is no objective numbers. Right. So I hear you. I'm saying I, I would have trouble figuring it out too. I'm not acting like it's easy uh, to me. What I think hasn't been discussed by me enough. I've given a lot of time to, it's not fair for the criminal to always have to pay after. Okay. But what about the crimes that we don't think yet are really bad, but are, and I think Adele brought up a very interesting point, which is when there's when there's disparate power, when the power dynamic between one a guy, especially in a girl, a woman, is different. There's a lot of times that sex is built into it, or even sexual flirting. Like a lot of guys don't want to necessarily mess around, but they want a, a pretty girl around to flirt with them. And it's it, it really is you know asking too much from the woman to have to do that all the time. And then if a woman is like tough on business, they call her BIT, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, I, I just feel like that him getting into the idea Goodell of the power dynamic is really just, and, and I, I just don't feel like it's been discussed enough. With Goodell, I find it to be disingenuous, right? but I still like the concept. All right, we're gonna do meaning, another, meaning you- I gotta do this real quick, AJ. We're gonna do another Bat or um, Happy Days two-parter. I'm going to give you the pick now, and I'm going to give you the analysis tomorrow. The pick is Josh Allen rushing yards over, over rushing yards. You probably have that number right in front of you, AJ, and then we're good. 550. Five, over 550. Analysis tomorrow, Josh Allen over 550 rushing yards. If you missed any of today's show, including a discussion on Deshaun starting in preseason week one and what it means to the Browns, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We're going to finish off that best bet from R.J. Bell, and I will have a college football best bet to appease R.J. as well. And and for the people, that's what we're all about. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it.
2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.